This is a HeadGum Podcast. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. All you ladies pop your pussy like this. Shake your body, don't stop, don't miss. All you ladies pop your pussy like this. Shake your body, don't stop, don't miss. Just do it, do it, do it, do it, do it now. Lick it good. Suck this pussy just like you should. Right now, lick it good. Suck this pussy just like you should. My neck, my back, lick my pussy and my crack. That's right, my neck, my back, lick my pussy and my crack. Ah. Oh. That is one of my favorite songs of all time and my guests, My Neck, My Back by Kia. The year is 2004 and I know what you're thinking. Oh my God, 2004. I'm so happy to be back in this year because it was an amazing year. And to start showing you what an amazing year it was, I'm going to read you the popular movies of 2004. I'm just going to do 10, okay? Number one, The Grudge. Huge. Number two, Dodgeball, okay, also big when it came out. Closer, sexy movie, loved Closer. The Village, also very good. I think that's M. Night. I think M. Night Shyamalan hitting us with that. (coughs) Then obviously we have the one and only Napoleon Dynamite, which came out in 2004. Huge for culture. Secret Window, a favorite of mine that I recently rewatched. And then it was actually a big year for comedy. Anchorman also came out in 2004. So did Along Came Polly. But I would be completely remiss if I didn't talk about my favorite movie that year, which was obviously White Chicks. White Chicks was my favorite movie And on that note I'm gonna introduce My guest today Who in 2004 was watching Was a white chick And was watching White Chicks In Indianapolis, Indiana The one and only Megan Gailey Oh wow I I thought it was gonna be Mean Girls And then the real bait and switch. I think Mean Girls must have been 2003. Let's but. see. Wait, hold on. Mean Girls, Mean Girls, Mean Girls. Mean Girls, I think. I mean, there were some really good other movies in 2004. 13 going on. 30. That was uh, uh, Eternal Sunshine for the Spotless Mind. The Terminal, where wow. Tom Hanks did that lived, crazy accent. Just I lived mean, in an airport. Yeah, I went lived to. In an airport. I went to the Indianapolis premiere of Mean Girls, and you did. Mm-hmm, one of my friends worked at the radio station, and so, but you know, when uh, like a an Indianapolis premiere means you just get to go um, the night before. But that's really <laughs> fun and oh, also yeah, cool. major. Oh, yeah. I got a Mean Girls tank top that I wore to high school the next day with a cardigan over it because you know you can't show your shoulders. 
Well, I'm about to get into it because, you know, this whole podcast is all about high school and I have to know because you are kind of a you're a legend on all of my podcasts. You've been on all of my podcasts. You're an iconic guest and you always have such you are truly a storyteller. And I just like I realized and I was thinking about you coming on. I was like, I don't know if we've ever touched upon high school. I feel Mm. like we did a lot of talking about college. Mm -hmm. Um, But high school Megan is someone that like I don't really know. So I kind of want you to paint the picture for me. Like it's 2000. You're Mm -hmm. a freshman. What's going on with you? What's your style? Do you have a click? What's your high school like? What are the general vibes? Okay, so I'm so thrilled to be here. I have been waiting for the the formal invitation to talk about high school. I find yes. a way to weave it in because I peaked in high school. And there's 2002, 2003, 2004, top of my life. I'm never I'm never going to regain that. I'm now a married mother. And it, it pales in comparison. But when I got to high school, so I was a freshman when my second oldest brother had just graduated. So he was a freshman in college. I was a freshman at Lawrence Central, Elsie Bears. And my brother was really cool. Mm. And so then, and then I have another older brother, a little bit older than him, also really cool. So there was a lot of pressure and I, I think I got there in 2000 and everyone said, this is their sister. Like I was underwhelming. But right. then I found my footing and I hit a stride and I was a classic overachiever. Love I, it. I was one of those kids who had a really impressive college resume. Like just, and the thing is, I genuinely loved activities. I did not miss one day of high school. Really? Uh, what do you mean? I did not miss one day. There was an incentive at my high school because attendance was so bad that if you had perfect attendance at the end of the semester, you got to skip a final. And your senior year, if you had perfect attendance, you got to skip all of your finals. What? Yes. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Okay, so hold on. I guess... By the time you're a senior, when you're taking your spring finals, they're meaningless. They don't matter. So you get to skip those ones that are like meaningless anyway. Yes. And but then essentially you're graduating like six to eight days earlier. Like you're done with school. You don't even have to go in anymore. Oh, yeah. my God. Yes. I, I think the, the bad part of this, this would never happen in a in a post-COVID world, was that kids would go, we're going to school the sickest they've ever been. Because <laughs> it was like, I have to be oh, on yeah, a yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, there were a lot of blankets over children. Um, but it, and it, it honestly seemed like, so my high school was, I think, drawn in a way to make it, quote, unquote, economically diverse. So they had people, kids from all different backgrounds. And so I ended up driving almost 45 minutes to go to my public high school and past two middle schools and another high school to get to my high school. And and that was great. I was, it, it, I mean, like the traffic was annoying and it was annoying that it was that far. But I think the way that they put everyone together in this, whew, like, hodgepodge ended up being very beneficial to me in the long run. Right. Um, 
uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think they would call it socioeconomically diverse was very important to them, which then ended up being racially diverse as well. To the point where when I got to college, I was like, where are all the black people? Um, Because my high school. Because I feel like Purdue. Is white. Is white, white, white. White, white, white. And then a lot of. A lot of foreign students coming from different Asian countries because there's a very, very strong science, engineering, aeronautical departments there. Aeronautical? Oh, yeah. All the astronauts. coming in with that word today. All the astronauts went to Purdue. Pretty pretty cool. Um, And but then so it's like it's foreign kids and then it's agriculture kids. So it's like country bumpkins from Indiana and then like rich, crazy rich Asians kids all come together. So that was its own um, hodgepodge. But high school, my high school ended up being very diverse given the fact that it was in Indiana and people are like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, it was, I think it ended up being probably 55% black or no, 55% white. And then I think maybe 35% black and then, and then Asian, um, some, yeah, some. I'm shocked to hear that. Mm -hmm. I'm shocked to hear that because, yeah, in my mind, I'm thinking Indiana and I'm thinking white people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's also me just like not knowing, (laughs) not knowing. I mean, Indianapolis is a big city. Yeah. It's not like you're, I mean, it's not like it's, you know, it's not like you're in. In the middle no. of nowhere, Indiana. No. You're not going to school in a cornfield. Like no. there's industry and there's there's businesses and it's like there's a big airport in Indianapolis. Indianapolis will appreciate you saying all these things. It's going to mean a lot to them. But even when you're in like the quote unquote city, you're always less than 15 minutes away from being truly smack dab in the middle of a cornfield. Right. So there Which would I kind be, of love. I think yeah. it's kind of chic. You know what I mean? Hi, there would low, be have um, both. there would be guys that would drive tractors and would drive to those, school. Yes, and but then they like lived in a subdivision, so it was like okay. But I did have friends that lived on farms. Yes, but okay, they were so, like horse girls, you know. Yeah, and that's chic. And horse <laughs> girls are ultimately the chicest of them all. Um, can you elaborate on what your like when you applied to college, what mm-hmm. was the resume we were dealing oh, with? Because mine was really bad. Mm-hmm. And I was in I was involved in a lot of clubs that like weren't real. Okay. Like I, you know, and I was never I, I was in one club that was real, which was Harvard Model Congress, which was basically the domestic version of Model UN. And we would go and compete at Harvard. Okay. Every year. And it was really fun. And we did like a mixture of like mock trial or then you'd be in Congress and you'd try and pass bills and like blah, 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 blah. blah. That was the only real thing that I did. Mm -hmm. Period. So I'm dying to know what your stacked resume was. Okay. (laughs) Let me clear my throat. Um, I was class president. What? Yes. (laughs) What was your campaign? What was your platform? Um, My I ran unopposed. Okay. I ran on a post and had I had a challenger, I probably wouldn't have won, but I know what I, like, I think I was class president freshman. I think I was class president every year. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, it's it gets it gets sadly. They're even just worse. like, well, she's doing a good job. Let's just keep her around. Like, what did you uh, do for your class? I remember like watching, you know, being like watching Disney movies or whatever, and like. Hillary Duff being like, when I'm class yes. president, we're going to yeah. get a soda machine. Like, what do you do? Unfortunately, I did sort of have a little bit of Patty Simcox vibes in mm. in high school. That is a Grease reference. Yes. Like, Patty Simcox with like a little bit of an edge. Um, but I, you end up planning the dances okay. and like choosing the themes and picking where they're going to be. And with the with the pocketbook and guidance of adults, luckily. Yes. And then senior year, I had to plan like all of the senior activities. So there was like a senior service day and then you do a senior cookout. Technically, I am supposed to be the one planning our high school reunions and I have handed that no, off like a good no, president. No, no. Yeah. yeah. I have you said, know when your line of duty has been served mm-hmm. and then you know when it's time to pass it on. Yeah. So, okay, so class president all four years. Yes. Um, and then I was captain of my high school tennis team and captain of my high school golf team. Okay, we love balls. We love a ball. Yes, to play golf and tennis as a team girl is really wild. I like to say that my dad was creating the perfect second wife for someone. I was going to say, mm-hmm. do you have a joke about that? I used to. I And the thing is, I was not good at golf. I was good <laughs> at tennis. And then our family friend, Bob Pretty, rest in peace, a, a a hero and a legend, and I love him and I miss him, became our high school golf co- girls golf coach. And so I started playing just so I could be on the team because I loved this man so much. And, That's sweet. Yeah. And if you played high school golf, you got to miss school. Okay, so this is like a lot of loopholes to, yes. well, I'm going to get perfect attendance, but if I play golf, then I, get I also get some days off. Yes, yes. And I do like that tennis and golf, you both get opportunities to wear slutty, cute, athletic clothes, mm-hmm. which... I always wanted to play field hockey because Mm. I was like, well, you can be a slut when you play field hockey. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know if you can. I think that I just Uh, got that from seeing field hockey girls wear skirts. You know what I mean? Okay. Yes. My, that was really like the volleyball, like the volleyball girls had these booties and these great legs. And then, but my tennis uniform was pornographic and that was not (laughs) anyone's fault I just had a huge ass like my ass in high school was so big and I should not have been parading around in a tennis outfit next to the track and field you know so it was like the shot put they practiced beneath my ass and it's like that's not appropriate what were what was the tennis uniform? Was it like shorts and then like a skirt over top of the shorts? Or were you just in tight fitting shorts? I was in a tennis dress. Oh, with, yeah. You're, yeah. It's, which, that's slut central. Which on some girls looked, you know, nun-like. But on me, right. because I was a child with a giant ass it was so the skirt came up didn't even cover my ass all the way and this was not I didn't 
I was a virgin. Okay, so I know you hear my neck, my back, and then you hear my pornographic. I was, I was, I wasn't even with the Lord. Just no one wanted to fuck me. Actually, that's not true. I'm sure I could have found someone to fuck me. I was going to say, I think that you could have found a bunch of people that (laughs) wanted to take down the fat ass class president. That's true. That's true. Um, (laughs) And so I just, we would be in, and then you had like bloomers, which are basically the shorts that you like tuck the balls into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those can be little boy shorts. Sometimes they're just a bikini bottom, basically. I mean, it was, oh boy. And that's just, that's the uniform of tennis. Like it's not even, even if you're trying to be covered, your ass is probably going to be out. And when you're running and when oh, you're yeah. reaching for things and when you're, you know. Yeah, yeah so our asses were just out. Asses out. Wow. Ass yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Ass out Megan Gailey. Okay. So we're golf. We're bad at golf. Good at tennis. Yes. Now what are we doing? Um, definitely thespian society. Of course, we love that. The only other person that has been on Thespian Society was the other Megan, Megan Stalter. Wow, Megan good company. Stalter was also in Thespian Society. Not a single guest since has been on Thespian Society except for you. And 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 they just don't have the chops. They don't have the background that the Megans and I do. Um, and Thespian I Society. I also wonder if it was more popular in the Midwest. That may be true. Well. And by popular, it was not popular, um, but <laughs> it did exist. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like my theater friends and I were in it and you had to do specific things to get in it. And I made yeah. sure that I met those requirements. Like, What I, did you have to do? I think you had to like log a certain number of hours and it wasn't just about being on the stage. You also needed to be behind the scenes. So we needed to be painting sets. You needed to be putting in your work. Uh, all across the the art form and sure. then i think senior year i had to direct a play mm. um and then you had to have a certain number of hours that you were in a, like you needed to be cast and stuff you couldn't just get in thespian society and then coast you you needed to you be, had to book you had to book you had to book you had to book um i was also uh i was prom queen Wow. Yeah. I, be- I buried the lead a bit on that because it's probably my most coveted. <laughs> well, you know, I always ask toward the end of the episode, I always ask, what did you wear to prom? But since we're here, I kind of need to know what you wore to prom and who you took to prom and what. And did you? Oh, and also, I need to know if during all this overachieving, if you drank. Okay. Um, so I was not really drinking. And my brothers did drink. And... One of my brothers also was like, quote unquote, going to Denny's, which meant he would just go get high at Denny's. Mm. So they were like a little bit wilder than me. My parents really, more specifically, my mom put the fear of God in me. And important to note, too, is that my high school and our rival high school both fed into a vocational high school. And my mom was a teacher there. So my mom could be reached via email. And this is in the early aughts by any of my teachers at any moment because she was on like the school district email and she, and my and my mom was like PTA president in right. when we were in elementary school one of one of those moms so very well, involved 
Like mother, like daughter. One I know. Say. My mom was also prom queen. So it's really bad. It's really. <laughs> At the same high school? No, 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 no. Different okay, high okay, school. Okay. Different high okay, school. Okay, okay. And like my dad, it's one of my fears that I would have a daughter and she would feel the pressure of needing to be a third generation prom queen because it's like that just can't, that can't happen. Um, I personally don't think that by the time. Yeah. Like if you were to have a daughter. And by the time that would come around, I don't It'll think it's going to exist. I think it's going to be abolished. Yeah. I do. We're not going to abolish the police, but we are going to abolish prom queens. Absolutely. And, and, and that's what's really important, Megan. <laughs> and people aren't talking about it. <laughs> and it's like, I'm going to have to like, this is not my prom queen crown, but I do have multiple crowns in my home. This is. Yes. I got this at like a some job where I think they were making fun of me for being prom queen. for being a prom queen. But now it does, you know, sit on my desk. Um, So I wasn't really drinking. Also, the sports were factored in. My Mm. mom was really good at doing that thing of like, everyone will be watching you because you are the class president and they want to see you fall. You know, like that, like (laughs) that type of- Everyone loves to see a star fall and you just need to give them one (laughs) excuse to hate you and they will. And and she was doing it like a kinder, gentler, softer, less less abusive way. But that was sort of the message, which I do think probably had some, like if you're wasted, you're going to be the most in trouble. So I wasn't really drinking. I was definitely at parties where there was drinking and I would drink a little bit. I didn't really start drinking until I went to Europe with my friends summer after senior year. Okay. (laughs) And if there's a good place to start drinking, it's legally in Europe. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So now back to prom. What are you wearing to prom and who was your date? And did you have a boyfriend? So no boyfriend. Um, Junior year, I went with my friend Ryan, who was an out gay man in 2003 in in Indiana. So, you know, he was fun. Um, And I wore, there was this store, this dress store at Keystone Fashion Mall called Cache. Oh, I mean, Cache is a classic. Oh my gosh. Cache was the spot to get um, dress because they were for Indiana they were really expensive too and they're luxurious and also just so you know on Depop there is there are like shops dedicated to cachet dresses from the late 90s and early aughts because wow. the girlies but if you think about it cachet that is really the style that like Gen Z is obsessed with uh-huh. now that they didn't get to live through it's kind of true because I remember those Jessica McClintock dresses that were so <laughs> insane. <laughs> you, you know what you obviously a reaction. I know Jessica what. McClintock is a name that just <laughs> sent me. Also, what an insane name for a company. Like you're naming your company and you're just like, I'm just going to use my name, Jessica McClintock. It's so crazy. And, and But that was the time. Like I, when I got a Kate Spade in high school, I was like, Huge. you cannot tell me anything so like women's names were the calling yes. card of high fashion yes. <laughs> then. and so I remember my mom being like Jessica McClintock is nouveau okay we are not doing that but instead I'll take you to this grown woman's dress <laughs> shop cachet um, cachet and cachet was one of those places where 
they did have you write down, I am Megan Gailey, I go to Lawrence Central High School, and I got X dress, you know? So then... Uh, this is no crossover. But there would be, you know, these bitches do not care, okay? No. They want to make a sale, hun. It works. Yeah. It's a commission-based job. Yeah. And the boldness, the boldness, because so we had, we crowned prom queen and king junior year. And then okay. senior year. Yeah. And then senior year is homecoming. King and I queen. see. Okay, okay, okay. And so, were you homecoming queen? I was on court and I did not win. Mm. Yeah, and that hurt, that hurt me. Um, no, it was. Uh, but I was happy because, well, these bitches. For homecoming court. We all were like, okay, what are we gonna wear? You know, we were friends. We all wanted to like be in sort of like how the Real Housewives have a theme at a reunion and if they don't it's coordination yes if they don't it's full fucking chaos so we were like okay well we'll all wear a suit and so I go out and get this chic little cream suit gorgeous I'm honestly sophisticated first lady is thank you yes um and then get this cute little uh shirt to go underneath it that was kind of low cut for me um and i believe a larger argyle pattern <laughs> I, and that is back that is back okay the large argyle is yes. back and so i show up in this hillary clinton suit and i get there and all these bitches are in skin tight hot dresses and i'm no. like i cannot believe you left me out here to dry and my dad our dad's got to walk us because you know that's like a big thing your dad is proud yeah. of you because you're hot and the rest of the school wants to fuck you you know so my dad and i were in suits and then the rest of the gals oh, i was so mad and then to lose <laughs> Is and mortifying. Like to lose in a suit? Are you kidding a white me? I mean, suit. I felt uh, truly I'm Hillary. I was 2016 Hillary. You were, you know, first of all, I'm obsessed with I'm obsessed with teenagers and preteens in suits. I yeah. love seeing it. I love to see it. I'm because there's always someone at your high school or in middle school that like comes to school more formal. There's always that yeah. person, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like a boy would come in slacks and yes. like a button down if you don't go to a uniform school or you'd have like suit girl who was like pretty formal yeah. and would wear like tights underneath mm-hmm. with like a shoe, like a flat, you know. And I just love the personality type of anyone that's like, I'm going to wear a suit. Yeah. I'm going to wear a suit. And and it was crowned at football, at a football game. So it was like I yes. wore a cream suit yes. to a October outdoor football game in Indiana, and looked at the other girls and were was like, "You were wrong. Like I was right, and all of you look stupid. <laughs> you are AOC stepping onto the Congress floor. Yeah, in you my, are a suffragette in my little kitten heel, and this suit fit because my mom has a tailor, Mrs. Choi. I we still are in contact. My mom called me last week and put Mrs. Choi on the phone, a woman I have not seen in upwards of twenty years. She wanted called, to congratulate you on the baby. She did. She did. She wanted to congratulate me on the baby, and then she told my mom that she watched my half hour, um, and so. And that's beautiful. That's generational support. So Mrs. Troy tailored this thing within an inch of its life. So my booty was good. You know, like I did have to have things cut to my body. (laughs) 
yes. giant corn-fed ass. I love that. I wish I had a corn-fed ass. I had no ass and I was no ass just Yeah, but now you have a huge, you have a perfect ass. Because I work wow. so hard. I work relentlessly on my ass. And I, st- I did start to say huge. And then I was like, I know that not everyone wants to. I... I miss I take my it as high a school. Compliment. I, I miss take it my as high compliment. school ass. Genuinely, yeah. like, I'll I'll send you a picture for when the pod comes yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. This this dress that I wore junior year, my ass. I remember my friend Matt taking the picture because this is when you still had like printouts. Taking the picture of my ass and walking across the quad, like the commons area, and yelling to our group of friends, "Can you still see her ass?" And you could see it across the commons in a Wait, photograph. Wait, what was the dress from Caché? It was like this coral, mm. um, straight across coral, tight. And then when it hit my knees, fanned out. Not a little mermaid. Dis- not dissimilar to my wedding dress. <laughs> <laughs> now that I describe it. And then senior year, I went, I said, Cache did such great work. I got to go back. And yes. I did, oh gosh, remember that? I think the designer is Alan Schwartz. And he did like the knockoff Oscar dresses. Sure, sure, Cache sure, carried sure. those. So I had another, I think it was an Alan Schwartz. And it was strapless. And it was gathered at the... At my side torso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was it, different shades of blue. So it kind Gorgeous. of looked like the dress in Sleeping Beauty when all of the fairy oh, godmothers I love are. That it's dress. it's sort of like that with just shades of blue. That mm-hmm. sounds stunning. Thank you. A girl did have the same one of as me, senior year. No. And she was a junior. And it's like I'm I'm reigning prom queen and I know Cachet told you. Yeah, and also <sighs> Also, go home and change. Yeah. Also, hmm, go home and change. I have an idea. Go home and take that take that dress off. She stole one of my friend's boyfriends, too. So it was <gasps> like, oh boy, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, on that juicy note, we're going to take a little break, and we'll be right back. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. And we're back. Um, okay, I need to know, did you have a boyfriend at all in high school? No. Really? No boyfriend. I didn't, I mean, I had too much on my plate. No. I. You I, did I, have too much on your plate, though. You did. Between perfect attendance, sports, being class president, 
where was a boyfriend going to go? Yeah. And I did want a boyfriend. And when we went to theater competitions, I did, um, I did like meet guys that way. And I, there were guys I would like make out with and stuff, mm. but I didn't, I, I didn't have a boyfriend. And I was you know one what? of those girls, like when, oh gosh, I hated this. They would always be like, when you get to college, the boys are gonna, and it's like, I'm, it's okay. You don't need to like pander to me. Yeah, you don't <laughs> no. need to like make me feel better by telling me the boys are going to attack me when I get to college. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that. I, I, I've think I've spoken about this one time on the pod, but always worth me bringing up again. When I was a freshman, I went to boarding school in Connecticut and I had a boy tell me because I like wasn't getting asked to the winter formal Mm -hmm. and like I didn't fully understand why. And I had like one of the popular boys in my class tell me that I shouldn't worry that even though like no one really wanted to go with me that I I was the kind of girl that was going to be hot when she turned 40. (gasps) Yeah. And I just remember like physically, you know, you're so uncomfortable being a teenager. There is no like you couldn't pay me to go back in time to be in my developing body. Mm -hmm. Like it's such a terrible time for like, I think all teenagers at large, I think it's hard for everyone, but I think like girls between the tits and the pubic hair and the period and, and even just the discharge and the discharge, the discharge, can we talk about how embarrassing discharge was forever? I've I have now given vaginal birth to an eight pound baby, and I'm still like, what's going on down here? You know, like I, I know they, they kept going. Do you want a mirror? And I'm like, no. Like, and and I think some of that is just like, ah, what is it? I don't. It's it because it is really like. Even when you the the idea that someone might see your underwear oh. or like my parents were in town last week and my dad was folding my laundry and I'm like, give that to me. Like I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm a 36-year-old woman. But it's still there's like a level of shame that's really so much and, shame. And every truly everyone has it. Um and it does not speak to cleanliness, godliness, nothing. It's just like yeah, there's shit in your body and it comes out. And I mean shit as in um, vaginal discharge. And it what goes up must come down. Some of it's come. Yeah. It's really it, – <laughs> you don't – but when you're 12, you're like, oh. what the absolute – I couldn't yeah. figure out how to get a tampon inside of me to save my life. What did you do? I wore pads. But then when did you finally crack the tampon? Like probably senior year. Like it took me no. a it took me a while and I was like afraid and I was a virgin and so I was like, can my vagina even take it? Um and I had like I think at some point in high school, my period would be on for two weeks and then like off for three days and then come back for two weeks. Like it was just my system was didn't know what was happening and I was I felt so much shame and my mom is a nurse and I tell her everything and I was like too scared to tell her because I'm like I think I think something is wrong and 
I don't, but I'm too embarrassed to even own up to it. See, this is when I wish the internet was more, I mean, we had the internet, obviously, but like the access, looking shit up, it was on like Ask Jeeves. Yeah. Like it wasn't, you know. No, we were only had the internet for AIM. And yeah. it's like, I was not going to make my away message, why is my period here 20 out of 30 days? <laughs> <laughs> that was, that would have been high school suicide. It's mortifying. Mm-hmm. Um, is there like a story that sticks out in your memory uh, where you're just like, wow, that is so emblematic of high school for me. <sighs> yeah. So I, my two best friends in high school were a year older than me mm. and were really cool even the year older of me. And so that was like honestly a dream come true like one of them was the really really nice sweet girl who was um a state level gymnast that every guy was in love with still to this day she's married has two children we go out to eat and it's like no one looks at me and my other friend like everyone (laughs) loves abby it truly it's it's it it, is comical um also big fat booty and then my other best friend was And they're still two of my best friends was this really like, I guess at the time she wasn't as wild, but like, fuck you, I'll punch you, tall, thin, hot, badass Lindsay. So the fact that either one of them wanted to be my friend was crazy. Mm. And we would take out my parents' boat all the time. Junior year, the summer. What kind of a boat? A speedboat. A speedboat, yeah. Um, And so we would take out my parents' speedboat (laughs) every day of the summer going into my junior year, their senior year. Like it was, I, I don't even know how good I had it. Like we would go out on the boat. We would hang out, lay out. And and the thing is, they both had perfect bodies and I was thicker. And it was like, I didn't feel good about my body in any way. And mm. then I remember another friend had like a great body and had back knee. And I remember being like, would I have a perfect body if I had to? Like, I was constantly doing those. Like, would I trade bodies with them? Because I just hated my own body so much. And we would go out. And pretend, I think, that we were older than we were. Sure. And a, and a man from a rival high school ended up hitting on Abby, who was in the water in a cowboy hat. <laughs> and then he was like, what do you, what do you guys, like, what are you ladies getting into? And we're 16 years old. And he thinks yes. we're 25. Um and so we're like, oh, you know, we're just going to like stay in and watch movies because we can't do anything. And like, then, you know, have some Chardonnay and yes, watch. Yeah, we're going to take a weekend off from yeah. hitting the clubs. Um, and then I was at a tennis match like two weeks later. And this guy walks up and he is – in tennis, you're not allowed to have coaching. But like you can have coaching on the 
change at first. So he was like watching and I noticed him because I was like, is he going to try and coach? I will yell at him. I, I was right. constantly getting in fights with other teams. <laughs> that was my big thing. <laughs> I could break you down. And I turn around and this man was – he worked at our rival high school. This man that had been trying to hit on us on the boat. And like, oh he, my God. He saw me and his face dropped. Like, <gasps> it was so, n- nothing had happened, but just the idea that like he had hit on. Oh my God. A teen girl, not even me, <laughs> but he knew I was the friend of. That's awful. And then one time I did shit my pants at school. And no one knows. No one knows. But now they do. When did you shit your pants? Well, to maintain my – I was so sick. So sick. But I needed to go in to do my drama final or else I was not going to get perfect attendance. And so I go to school like deathly ill, do do my final kill it of course what was it was it a monologue it was a monologue and like our our grading system was so intense that like you had to have it word for word and for every word you got wrong a point got taken off yes and we're talking like we're talking if you miss a the like it had to be memorized word for word for well, honey, it's a good thing these people aren't watching self-tapes, okay? Because- yeah, that, now I'm like, do I have it? Me-? Like, it's like still drilled into me. It's like, you no wonder I'm not booking. I'm memorizing too hard. No, now I'm like, <coughs> I'm like yeah, it's the same sentence that yeah, I said, essentially. They get the gist. Yeah, they get the yeah, idea. The vibe is there. And so I do my, and then I kept being like, I need to like go to the nurse's office right now. Like I need to leave right now. And my teacher was like, not yet, not yet. Like, and I was finished and she would not let me leave. And so then she finally let me go. And as I was going to the nurse's office, luckily no one was in the hallways. It was not a passing period. I shit my pants. And like right as I got to the nurse's office and luckily since my mom is a nurse, she knew the nurse, you know, (laughs) school nurses, they travel together to nurse. So she called my mom nurse to nurse and said, I need you to come get Megan (laughs) and I need you to bring a change of clothes and you're going to need to come in. (laughs) So like my mom had to come in and clean the nurses like station and put me in new clothes and ushered me away. Oh, yeah, God. but it was really if it if I had waited any longer in that classroom, I would have shit my pants in junior year drama. And that would well, have been thank tough. God. Thank God. You got that would have been tough that. to come back from. You can't you wouldn't have you would have all, no one would remember you for all of your accomplishments. No one would remember you for that stunning white suit at homecoming court. Mm-hmm. Everyone would just remember you as they would say. Did you watch Megan Gailey's half hour? Oof, and everyone would yeah. say, yeah. And they say, remember when she <laughs> shit her pants mm-hmm. in school? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It would have been, um, and it would have been, oh, with that big old booty. You know, of course, yeah. no wonder she had so much shit in there. That ass yeah. is massive. Yeah, she stores a lot of shit in that ass. But I definitely got my peer, maybe this was more middle school. I bled through every single pair of pants I owned in middle school. Sure. Uh, I just kept a sweater in my locker to tie around my tie waist because it was like, I'm going to bleed through. And that's that. 
Nothing Sometimes I can do about it. Sometimes when I would get really paranoid in middle school about my period, I would, because I used tampons day one because wow. I did ballet. And oh, wow. I remember like the girlies with the thick pads, you'd see. No, you'd see. And I, you know, anyway, so I did tampons from the beginning. But then once my period started getting heavier and once I started leaking, I would get so paranoid that for some reason I thought this was smart. I would do one pad on top of my underwear and then one pad in my pants. <laughs> like I would double well, layer pads. You were scared. Scared. Wow. Scared, scared, scared. I was like <clears throat> anything to not have. But then I realized that I just have like thick pad vagina, you yeah. know? Yeah. And and I was afraid of leaking, and I was also maybe equally afraid of toxic shock, which oh, was really TSS. drilled. Yes, which I still to this day don't know anyone that's ever had. I I don't either, but just so you know, I am so scared of toxic shock mm-hmm. that I ch- I change my tampons mm-hmm. like. If if I'm awake, I change it every four hours. Oh I'm yeah, crazy. Oh yeah, and I don't sleep in tampons because wow. I'm terrified toxic of toxic shock. <laughs> I am terrified of what? toxic shock. <laughs> I mean, it feels like an urban legend. That- well, you know, I do. The one person that I know of that has to- that has toxic shock or had toxic shock is now a well. She was a model before, but she had to get her leg amputated. What? From- because of- yes, yes, and. And I've heard of people putting a second tampon in not knowing that there was a first in. Oh, you better believe I fully finger myself after I take out, you know, sometimes oh, I've even been crazy terrifying. enough where like I've been having sex with Abe and I've been like, hey, do you feel anything out of it? I leave oh, anything it, out it's there? so scary. Yeah. It's to, the idea of having a tampon just wedged almost behind the couch like it it's behind the cushion you're not gonna find it it's not like when find it. when the channel changer is in between and you've looked up that's it really is and sometimes the little you know the little string it'll be tucked up somewhere oh yeah it'll be in it'll be inside your asshole yes yes <laughs> yes the tampons in your vagina string yes. in your asshole yep and that is once again, something we were not going to ask Jeeves for. No. Jeeves, Ooh. what do I do when the string is in my asshole? It's so <laughs> crazy that we just had to fi- and figure I'm, it I, out. I have, I have lactation pads in my bra right now. Like, uh, I, you know, I wear tampons now. Not over pads because my tits you know, leak. You're wearing tampons and lactation pads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to function. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to be happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a, I got, I, I'm still breastfeeding, got my period twice already. Wait, did you like not usually get your period when you're still breastfeeding? It's a lie. It's it a is lie. a lie. Yeah. And you can also get pregnant when you're breastfeeding. Oh, I, one of my friends got pregnant when she was breastfeeding. Yeah. It's a lie. Wow. They're, the, everything we've ever learned is a lie. Is a lie. <laughs> yes. Everything about women that we've been taught uh, is a lie to uh, keep us just afraid of bleeding through things and having our legs amputated. Absolutely. 
Oh, knock, knock, knock. Is that a knock on the door I hear? Why, yes, it is. We're in your high school guidance counselor's <laughs> office, and I'm your high school guidance counselor. In mm. this section of the show, you get to re- rectify a wrongdoing of your high school past. You can say fuck you to someone, or you can apologize to someone. This is a portion where you just get to clear your conscience, and once you rid yourself of the past, you never need to think about it again in your future. Okay, so I did apologize to someone from high school once, and then they said back to me, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, you mm. were one of the nicest ones to me. And so I was like, I love okay. that. Um, but then I was like, oh no. Like, then it made me even more sad because I was like, mm. no, I had a guilty conscience, and they're saying that I was good to them. Um, so. And no apologies. I'd actually like to say fuck you to my high school guidance counselor who I, love that. I think did have too many clients, <laughs> I don't mm. know, too many kids to counsel, but she did forget to send my transcript, which you've heard, not even all of it, which was impressive. She forgot to send it to a school. Mm-hmm. That's like what happens in Orange County. Do you, have, do you remember that movie? Yes. Yes. When Colin Hanks, he's only applying to Stanford. And then I think Allison Janney is playing the high school counselor. She is the counselor in 10 Things I Hate About You. Or wait, so maybe she's, maybe it's not Allison Janney. Because she's like his throbbing member. His throbbing member. Oh, she's. Wait, who? I want, now I need to see Orange County. Anyway, but that's what screws him over from getting into college. And that happened to you? Yeah, and I ended up going to state school and it was fine. Like, I built up that incredible resume and then I could have gone into the college I went to by right. just showing up. Sorry, really quickly, I believe that the high school guidance counselor in that was the legendary Jane Adams. Wow. Who we know and we love. <clears throat> yeah. Um, um, fuck your high school guidance counselor. And she was a nice woman. I think she had too much on her plate. And I think they probably spread too thin. But I remember being like, come on, what the fuck? Well, it's kind of like you have one job. Yeah. Yeah, and you're not counseling me because I'm going to a woman that specializes in adolescent girls. So that's yeah. that's not on your docket. You really just need to send this to... And I'm like, how many, how how many kids are applying to Cornell? Like, can you just fucking get it together? And I was a wow. legacy. Did you? So did you end up apply? Like, did your application end up going through, or was it just fucked because of that? It ended up getting fucked, and then I was like, you know what? I didn't want to write the essay anyways. So I have a I had a half complete application to Cornell where my dad really wanted me to go, where I didn't really want to go anyways. Well, fine. And then you went to Purdue yeah. and you were around a bunch of astronauts. And Purdue cost $4. And it That's ended great. up, it, I think if I had gotten out of college with crippling student debt, I wouldn't have done stand up because I would have been like, no. I need to make money now. And I was like, oh, okay, I feel fine being a bartender. But people would come in post graduation and be like, oh, how are you? <laughs> like, sad for me. And it's like, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm yeah. having a great time. Well, I do think there is that shock. Well, now this we're going to get into it by the end of the podcast when I ask you what your senior superlative was, because I am curious <clears throat> if you did that or if you had one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I need to know if you could go back in time and give your high school self any advice, what would it be? Uh, 
I think I honestly would tell myself to just really commit to trying to get a tampon in. <laughs> I think it would have saved me just like a lot of issues. You could have done it. I know you could have done it. I know. And I, I think I needed my mom maybe more on board. Mm. Um, and but your mom was a nurse. It's I like- know. I know. I think maybe there was something about her that felt maybe like when she has a tampon and I've lost my baby, um, you know, mm. but I, it really would have helped a lot of different swimming situations if I could have just gritted my teeth and, and shoved even just a light up there. Yeah. I mean, a light is basically the girth of your pinky, you know? I know. I think part of the issue was I wasn't, like, a a friend's sister was the first person to try and teach me. And then I was so overwhelmed and so scared that I was was too afraid to circle back. It's kind of like me and skiing. It's like you have one bad experience and then... You go, I'll just sit in the lodge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what, did were you were you masturbating in high school? Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was gonna say, uh, I feel like a lot of the a lot of my friends that I know that were not tampon users also were not very exploratory with well, themselves. But by masturbating, I you know, I was like pillow masturbating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not humping um, a pillow. Yeah, I was pillow humping. And then I was also at any turn. If there was someone who wanted to dry hump, I was thrilled to do that. Oh, I love a dry hump. Me too. I still do. Me too. Married women. We like it still. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. (laughs) That's a good, you know, when you go, listen, I'm tired, but it would feel good. It is a nice dry hump hump with my husband. Yeah. (laughs) No, we don't have sex. We just dry hump. (laughs) To completion yeah. each time. Yeah. No, we we both come and we're th- – sometimes I can come from dry humping and not sex. It's a weird Catholic trick I have. <laughs> wow. Coming from dry humping. The the female bodies are yes. mystery. <laughs> um, okay. Now I have to know we're at the last question of my podcast. Did you have a senior superlative? And that's like best. Yeah. Or it's like most likely best. It's really, it's really fucked up. I did it. How? Did you, well, did your school do them? So my school did do them. And then my senior year, they ended up sort of changing them to be more like jokey. Like yeah, it was that's like, what mine was. It was like most likely to be on The Bachelorette. Yeah. And so it was like. Um, and so I didn't, I didn't get any of the, the You didn't jokey. even get a jokey one? No. Well, so what I was going to say was I could see how people you went to high school with probably were like Megan Gailey, like the overachiever, the perfect attendance, the class president. And then you go to college, you get out of college and then you're like, yeah, I'm a bartender in Chicago and I'm doing stand up. They were probably like, oh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was probably yeah. a moment where all of them were like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be the one that's like mm-hmm. running for Senate in, mm-hmm. you know, Indiana. Like, what do you mean? You're you're doing stand up and you're a bartender. But then you proved them all wrong or if they ever had any doubts. It circled back. It circled back. I do have a vivid, re- I do have a vivid memory of being at one of my favorite bars in my 20s. And it was my favorite bar because they gave out free hot dogs and free popcorn. And I was housing a hot dog. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like two tables over, I heard a guy 
point to me and go, that was our prom queen. Um, as I'm like mid shoving a hot dog like the daughter in Coneheads at the subway. Oh, what a dick. I was, but like the thing is, yes, I was. Yeah. And I love hot dogs. Like It's called duality, babe. <laughs> right. Thank you. I can be everything. Um, you were in thespian society, hun. If he doesn't mm-hmm. think you have range, right. he was mistaken. Mm-hmm. I mean, Thank hot you. dogs are, and someone um, actually messaged me that hot dogs are, I, I want actually I would like to clear something up because uh-huh. a listener of the podcast did correct me that hot dogs are not barbecue. Now, that is true. I see her POV on this, that hot dogs are not barbecue in the sense of like traditional meat ribs, barbecue. We're talking brisket. Yeah. Correct. But they are Cold served pork. at a barbecue. Yes. I'm talking dishes served right. at a barbecue. And for me, my favorite meat dish served at a barbecue is a hot dog. I love hot dogs so much. My me dad too. knows so many facts about hot dogs. Like, he'll be like, you know, a hot dog has the same calories as a low-fat yogurt. I'm like, all right. <laughs> then let's D- have one have for breakfast. Don't have to tell me twice. Yeah. <laughs> My he, favorite meal as a kid was Kraft macaroni and cheese with wow. cup of hot dogs in it. Wow. And I can't even believe that <laughs> your parents had either of those. Like, oh, I yeah. think of you as eating caviar as a kid. <laughs> well, my when I was little... My parents, because this was like pre-health. Yeah, yeah. Because we were still in like, you know, diet, early Mm -hmm. 90s, late 80s, early 90s. Like everything has aspartame. Everything Mm -hmm. is like, you know, that, oh, snack well, like diet cooking. I loved the wow chips that gave everyone diarrhea. Me too. And then I I was like, yeah, we have diarrhea. Who cares? When they took them off the market, I'm like, no, what? I put them on the market and I'm willing to have diarrhea. You don't need to take, it's like, it's like a helmet on a motorcycle. Let me be in charge. (laughs) (laughs) But like, yeah, when I was little, I think that my parents were so busy. It was purely convenience based Mm. feeding. Mm -hmm. So it was like macaroni and cheese. Fine. Pizza. Fine. McDonald's. Fine. Taco Bell. Fine. Like delicious. The kids, the kids are with the babysitter. They're in her car. They got you know, nuggets. They're good to go. They got nuggets. The, Greta's going to dance. Emily's going to ride horses. They'll meet up and eat cheeseburgers afterwards. Yeah. So, and, you know. And we were healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Miraculously. <laughs> and then once, like, you know, hummus started becoming something in my household, then it was like all of the things I loved were gone. Then yeah. it was, you know hummus and sushi and like shit there, like that. There was, was also like, a, like that mid stop point at Atkins. Oh, when everyone like when I knew so many dads that lost like 75 pounds. It was like, yeah, they I ate eight pieces of bacon. And it was like, wait, what? I was so confused. Even as a child, I go, something doesn't add up. No, it what that was my parents also did Atkins. My parents did Scarsdale with that bread that you would make. My parents did South Beach. Oh, diet. my mom was a South I Beacher. Mean, yeah. The ricotta cheese dessert. I've talked yeah. about it on this yeah. podcast a million times. Yeah. It's just South like. Beach. I can see the cover of the book it, oh, like, in my mom's kitchen right now. Spiral bound. Mm-hmm. Spiral bound. Now she's a Whole30 gal. And you know what? Whole30 is good. Whole30 yeah. actually is very reasonable and it's a well-rounded diet that's not telling you to like only eat 
meat and no <sighs> vegetables. Yeah, because when I see keto, I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen this before. Yeah, and keto this is, can't be good. <laughs> keto's fully Atkins, Atkins, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want to say that, but we know that. We know. We know the truth. <laughs> We've seen it all. You can't get a weird fake diet past us, okay? No. Megan and I are actually pitching a docu-series to Netflix titled The Truth Behind Keto, The Atkins Conspiracy. <laughs> um, Megan, this has been so fun having you on my podcast. I always love, love, love chatting with you. You're the best. You're truly one of the best chatters in the biz. Oh, gosh. Thank you. I love to chat, chat, chat. Um, where can all of my little listeners find you and follow you and listen to you? Well, I have really exciting upcoming podcasts. I host a podcast for the Lifetime Network. Yes. Um, as in the films called with, I Love a Light with Naomi, Naomi Perrigan. Yes. We love. Oh, absolutely. One of the one of the greatest voices of our time. Mm-hmm. And it is called I Love a Lifetime Movie, and we are upcoming to the holiday season. Ah, oh, fabulous. Where we get into all of the Lifetime Christmas movies, and wow, they are really something special. And we always have stars of the film stop by. I um, love that. Patty LaBelle is that. in one of the new ones. Um, Mr. Booked, Busy, Blessed Mario Lopez is in another one. Uh, he was in one last Sexual, year. Sexual, sexy oh, yeah, man. The, sexy, they, charming man. They bring out the A-plus celebs for the Christmas yeah, yeah, films. Yeah. Um, and I am saying Christmas instead of holiday because... We all know what they are. Um, And then I host another podcast. (laughs) Podcast. CJ loves to make fun of me when I say words wrong. It's his favorite thing. That and when I ask people if they want me to take a picture and they say no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my other podcast is called Megan Fun of Sports. I am a sporty spice. And I host that with another Megan who loves sports. And um, I'm going to be on... No, it doesn't matter. Um, and then, and then my socials are at Better Megan Gailey on Instagram and at Megan Gailey on Twitter. Which, how long are we for Twitter? I'm still there because I do like talking sports, but I know our days are probably numbered. I don't use my Twitter, mm, so smart. I'm kind of like, why do I have this? But yeah, like, I smart. still have it, <clears throat> but I think I just need to delete it because I don't use it. And honestly, like. I thankfully don't get trolled as much anymore on Instagram, mm. but Twitter is where like people are mean to me. Oh, yeah. So I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm like, oh, if I can just get rid of this and like cut off an access point for people to be mean to me and also not support like right whatever's going on over there, happy to do it. Maybe we should just, you know, delete our delete our twats together. I know. I just really love sports and there's a lot of funny things happening. It's like the, it's the last stand. It's, it's that. I think it's for sports and like, this is so nerdy, but I like it because I can look up like LA news and like LA traffic and it's immediately generated there. Like if I see a bunch of police helicopters circling around my neighborhood, I can type in the keywords and I, and it comes up and it doesn't come up. 
anywhere else. So no, that's, you can't. You can't do that on TikTok, kids. And I don't want Citizen because too much fucked up shit happens all the time. That if I have Citizen, mm-hmm. it's just like boo 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 boo, and then it's like, well, I just need to move to the middle of Montana. You yeah, know what I mean. A lot. You find out a lot of people wielding machetes just oh, yeah. in the middle of the day. Metal um, poles, machetes, mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. lot of bow and arrow, crossbow. And it'll be like 18 feet away. And you're like, wait, yeah. is, it, is it my husband coming yeah. to kill me? <laughs> um, he's in the house. It's too late, citizen. Get me a dateline to make sure you have the best headshot. Please show them I was prom queen. And I, of course, light up a room. Uh, that's so funny. Megan, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. It's been such a treat to have you on. And thank you to all of my beautiful listeners for listening to another absolutely perfect, stunning episode of my world-renowned, famous podcast, Senior Superlatives. Please email me at seniorsuperlativespod at gmail.com for a little classmates corner. And, you know, as I say every week, Stay cool, never change. Until next time, ciao. That was a headgum podcast.